If you only have a 401k, you're not getting the most for retirement. Wait, what? Add a Robinhood IRA on top, then they'll boost it by 3%. You can do that? And if you transfer in any retirement account, you get 3% on top of that. Is there a limit to the match? No limit. Robinhood Gold gets you the biggest contribution match of any IRA on the market. Sign up for Robinhood Gold at Robinhood.com slash boost by April 30th. Subscription fees apply. Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Match on transfers subject to additional terms and conditions. Robinhood Financial LLC, member SIPC. Welcome to a boxing moment uh, tonight or this afternoon. We'll be talking about um, our man Crawford, uh, and uh, he has a big fight coming up. But we have a couple other fights. Uh, we got a pound to pound discussion, and we got big baby in the news. Uh, but before I get started, I want to let you all know that you need to go to realsportsguys.com for all things real, uh, real sports guys. RSG. Um, you can catch our social media platforms. Connect there. Uh, we're evolving, putting our video podcast there. Um, as well as we're beginning to uh, do a blog on there. So uh, we're going to be growing that site. And so go support us there. Um, that will uh, really drive some stuff for us. Leave a review. We love fives uh, or just great comments uh, to help us um, keep uh, pushing at this every day. Um, a boxing moment is our opportunity to like, you know, boxing has always been a, a thread that's been part of our RSG discussion uh, from the beginning. Um, it's something that we've always taken an interest in. And now we uh, with the addition of my man, uh, Darnell Kirkland, uh, who is uh, moving off the super intern to just Darnell. Uh, he, he's growing, although in our last podcast, if you have a chance to see it, it'd be dropping. He may have uh, had his privileges revoked. But anyway, we are we are back in business. Um, we got some big fights on. And so at this moment, I always turn it over to the youngin. All right, Darnell, what's up? Uh, we, as you know, as he already introduced, we have the fight coming up this week. Terrence Crawford versus Amir Khan. What do you think is going to happen, and who do you think is going to win? Uh, you know, Amir Khan is um, is a uh, fighter that um, has so much promise and has so much hope, uh, but has demonstrated some of the most devastating losses. Like three of his four losses have all been to some devastating KOs in some senses. He's had some spectacular knockouts, but he's also knocked people out. One thing we know about Amir Khan, you're going to get this. You're going to get a guy with great hand speed. This is a former Olympian. Um, this guy's got a lot of rounds. He doesn't get really shook, I would say, by the big moment. I think part of his big problem is he gets over aggressive, um, that he has not figured out how to manage his skills in these big fights and puts himself in harm's way. You know, he, the loss with Canelo, he was hitting Canelo with some blows. But he overexposes. He has his chin out there. Um, he hooks with a. He throws a. He throws the wrong punch at the wrong time. You know, it's one of those things where it's a split second where if he ever put it together, this is a guy that went toe to toe with Zab Judah. I mean, this guy has skills uh, beyond skills. But at the end of the day, he's going against my man Terrence Bud Crawford. I've been watching him from day one in Nebraska, building the momentum out of the. He's out of the heartland. Uh, he's a straight beast. I think one of the things that Bud has got to be careful with someone like Khan is don't play too much. Uh, sometimes he likes to play a little bit, get in there uh, and do it. He's got to really have his business up with a guy like Khan. Khan's not somebody to be messed with. But I think uh, uh, this is something that – this is a fight that I'll probably end probably about a sixth, seventh round with one of them knockouts what he just did with Benavidez, Jr. 
you know, one of them, them knockouts where he catch him and is and and he falls like somebody shot him in the leg again. So that's what's gonna happen. Uh, it's gonna be a great fight. It's gonna be entertaining. But at the end of the day, Bud Crawford is too much of a dog. Do you think um, the comeback of um, Virgil Hunter? Do you think him being back in Amir Khan's corner? Do you think that will um, affect the fight any, or do you think that will give him a little more guidance or discipline in this fight? Uh, that's the one thing I love um, about this fight. It makes me a little bit, you know, if you're a Crawford fan, a little bit nervous. Virgil Hunter, the one thing that Virgil Hunter is, is a calming sense and feature. The other thing that Virgil's really good with fighters is getting them to find their tempo and pace. And the one thing you need with Khan, if Khan ever just finds it, you know, in boxing, you got to find out like your zone. How do you fight? That's what makes Floyd. So Floyd never gets sped up. You know, you always talk about a point guard. Never, great point guards never get sped up. Um, you know, you can never speed up Chris Paul. Great boxers, I think that same way. You can never get them to fight out of the temple they want to fight, especially the top boxers, the pound for pounds. And one of the things I think for Khan is what he's lost in these big fights is he ends up getting sped up into the other person's fight. He loses control of what that temple is. And I think having someone like Virgil Hunter and the way he's been working with him um, is, I think, the one – uh, chance that he has is that if Virgil can get him to fight in his pace in his lane and just jab and and use his hand speed, then he could he can win by he could win by points because he got hand speed. You know he could upset on that way because nobody ever questions Khan's hand speed and his boxing ability. They just question decision making at key times where he kind of loses focus that ends up costing him having a devastating loss. And I think that's where having elite trainer like Virgil Hunter can make a difference. So, um, with the fight, we all know about, everybody's been talking about Terrence Crawford fighting this week. A fight that we have flown under the radar. Now, you didn't make your prediction. I did not make my prediction because uh, I made my prediction in the other show, so I'm sorry, but um, my prediction is... This is your main show. Crawford. You got to make it on this one. <laughs> what yeah. you got? My prediction is um is... I'm going Crawford by middle round stoppage, either TKO or full on full on knockout. I think of Crawford. I think um, Amir Khan will have success in the early rounds because of his speed, and also on top of that, um, Terrence Crawford is notori- is notoriously a slow starter in his fights. But um, one thing I, I mentioned in the other show was. Um, Amir Khan, he's a guy, he, he's really fast, good hand speed, but he throws all, – all of his punches are at the same speed and at the same strength. Like, he doesn't necessarily – like we talked with uh, Hank yesterday, he doesn't necessarily have a changeup. He doesn't have a breaking ball. He doesn't have the 12 to 6 curve. He doesn't have the slider. He, he just has the fastball. And after, after the rounds will – after um, – Rounds three, four, five, six, seven. After rounds like that go by, Terrence um, Crawford's going to begin to time him. He's going to figure out what he's going to do. He's going to make adjustments. And when he makes adjustments, I don't think Amir Khan will be able to make adjustments to counter the adjustments that Crawford's going to make. So Crawford will be, be victorious. All right. There you go. And you've been hot lately, so I'm, I'm going to go with you. <laughs> but, um, <laughs> One thing we haven't um, 
been hearing about. I don't think I've heard, seen a single interview, mm. a single commercial. <laughs> but um, Danny Garcia is fighting Adrian Granados tomorrow as well uh, on Showtime, I believe. I think it's a Showtime or Fox. I know it's a PBC card, but they're fighting on the same day. Nobody knows about it, I guess. Nobody yeah. knows the trouble Danny seen. <laughs> this fight is equally as interesting to me because um, even though a lot of people might not know who Adrian Granados is, I believe this, the matchup in styles, well, the matchup in styles, Danny Garcia should be the more skilled fighter and the fighter that should come up with the victory. But in my opinion, don't be surprised if you see um, Danny Garcia get upset tomorrow night because Adrian Granados is a very good pressure fighter. He has different styles. He can he can fight on the inside and he can box a little bit. But he uh, he he can fight. He's really good. He um, is unheralded. He's not really – well, he's not widely known, but he can really fight. Like, he knows what he's doing in there. We saw he upset Amir Mom. He knocked him out when people were talking about him. But he's a rough and rugged guy. He's coming He's coming for 12 rounds. He's not going to give up. So, I think this is a potentially bad matchup for Danny Garcia. Yeah, you know, he's an interesting – Granados is an interesting guy out of Chicago – um, watched him fight Adrian Broner, and he gave Ranger Broner all he could. Broner lost that. Yeah, I mean, you could make an argument that Broner lost. I think he robbed, I think we got robbed, and he was he was upset at the end of that fight because he was a busier fighter. And that was before that might have been right before Broner's string of losses. But yeah. you, you could see he was, that was in the middle of it. He he was coming with um, a lot of uh, energy fight. He's got good. He's a he's a he's got good boxing pedigree. He's not afraid of the big moment. He's not somebody who's going to get shook by being in these space. So he's a tough one, uh, you know, going up against a Philly fighter. I think, you know, the Chicago-Philly matchup is going to be – I think it is going to be an exciting fight. Um, you know, if, you, if you've if got your TV, you might have one TV over on Showtime and one on, on this pay-per-view thing. But you're right. I think – I don't even know about it. You're right. I mean, Showtime didn't do anything to really hype that fight at all, you know, on anybody's um, – uh, radar. So you're right. When you brought it up on the rundown, I was like, wow, that's a good fight. I looked again, like, that's a good fight. But, you know, I didn't even hear it out, you know, uh, other than you bringing it up. So it is a fight that people should definitely check out. Oh, and one another thing, I know it's not in the rundown, but I'm just going to speed by this real quick. On the uh, Crawford and Khan undercard, we have both of the um, prospects, both of the top-ranked prospects are fighting. We have um, Tiafima Lopez, He's fighting on there. I forget. I don't know who he's fighting. I don't know. But um, Shakur Stevenson is fighting Christopher Diaz, uh, Abel Sanchez fighter. Um, he's it's going to be a pretty good step up fight. Um, he's levels above the fighters that um, Stevenson has been fighting before. And Bob Arum said that if, if he didn't want him to, he didn't want him to fight. Make this fight. He didn't want to make this fight. But Shakur, Shakur Stevenson is um, pushing for the fight because he wants to move up in the rankings. So. That's something to look forward to. And, and you said he, now he called out uh, uh, Javante? He called out Javante Davis. He made a um, – he was in an interview where he said um, he's looking to move up to 130 in the near future, and the first name and the name he really wants to fight is Javante Davis. How do you think that will play out? That could be a good fight, but Javante is getting the doggest level right now. He can enter that Crawford dome right now. I don't think you want to don't don't bark up that tree. You don't want it to fall on you, <laughs> and uh, that's kind of how I'm looking at it. 
Um, and it might be one of them fights, you know, you and I've talked about this is some, this is what not, this is what being young in this generation is not a good thing is because sometimes you need to let it marinate. And I, I love watching some of these young boxers who understand that is that, you know, great boxers are built. That's one thing I love about Crawford, even the way they build Crawford. Um, and he was able to build his own base is that you, you kind of, you, there's a, there's an art to building a boxing career. And I think Javante is really learning that from being with Floyd and you notice him, he's kind of backed off a little bit of his, he just found the plan. And I think um, this could be a great fight, but if, if Shakur keeps, uh, they keep pushing for it. Stevenson keeps uh, pushing for it. It's going to happen sooner than he needed to happen. And, you know, sometimes uh, uh, just waiting a year more can get a fighter like that more ready for something like this. Okay, so first of first, When you off, fight on the undercard of Garcia, you ain't ready for that moment. Like, that should be a telltale sign for you right now. Oh, but at, at the same time, Javante Davis was just fighting on undercard. His last card was his first headliner. He was fighting on Broner. Yeah, but he, but he, but he, he, he fought on a Floyd's card. He fight. I mean, he's been in the limelight to me much more. So yeah, you got to uh, argue you like know, he's, he's, he's a brand name. There's more non-boxing fans who know him, yeah, right? Yeah, he, he, but he, he's he's and he's fought some good fighters. I well, okay. No, I'm not really. I'm, I'm, Davis, you, I, uh, I, I, both of them. I'm gonna tell you right now. Javante is ready for a pay-per-view fight right now. You yeah, can't say. You can't but, say it for uh, you. In a year, in a year, Shakur Stevenson is gonna be ready, in my opinion. In a year, but, but he's but Javante's ready right now. I see something. I see something in Shakur Stevenson. He's gonna. I believe he's a more poised fighter than um, Javante Davis is. I understand that, but yeah. we, 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 is he ready for a pay per view right now? He's not ready right now. So. He's not. He's not talking about right. If you listen to his quote, he's not talking about he wants to fight next week. He wants to yeah. fight when he moves up to one thirty, which is probably gonna be next year or the year after that. He's not looking for the. But fight he can't right. carry a pay per view even at that at one thirty by next year. You're not talking about carrying a pay per view. Talking about fighting you in the ring. But rain. that's what that's Javante's next fights are going to be pay per view fights. His next fight is not going to be a pay per view. All right, okay. 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 All right, all right. Before we get to before we get to that, we got this on tape. You talked about you talked <laughs> about um the marination stage of boxing. Yeah. And this is one thing I have to disagree with you on because when we look back in history, the great fighters, they did not marinate nothing. First of yes, all, when uh, when Tommy Hearns fought Sugar Ray Leonard, you want to guess how old they were? Well, how many fights did they have? How many amateur fights did they have? You know how, how, when, many, how when, many, when Tommy Hearns uh, fought Sugar Ray Leonard, how old was Thomas Hearns? I'm saying I'm asking you how many fights did they have? Who were the, who were the he records? Was 22. Sugar who were the Ray records? Who were the records? When Ali when Ali fought who, who, a Sonny Liston, how who, old was he? What, what were the records? Ali had like 18, 20 fights when he fought six, that, um, But those was 20 quality fights. Quality fights? At least, least, at least five or six quality fight. fights before he fought. He didn't. I he mean, did. by the time Hearns and Sugar Ray fought, they, they had fought at least a few quality fights. It, that would have been the kind of fights today that would have been pay-per-view. All right, when, when, Ray Leonard, when Ray Leonard fought uh, Roberto Duran, how many quality fights did we have before then? How many fights did you tell me? He said, you tell me. You're looking, you're looking right at it's it. It's not the same. It's not the same. He had a lot of qualifying. That's already been a gold medalist. Sometimes the early, sometimes gold sometimes medalist. early loss he is not the worst thing for fights. a boxer's career. He had quality fights before that. Sometimes the early loss isn't the worst thing in the world. You learn. You get experience. You get experience. But why take them when you don't have to? 
You said if you're in Georgia, and, 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 and for, why not be at the weight you're at and dominate that weight? Why go up to 130? Who? Shakur Stevenson is a big featherweight. I know. Have you seen this? I've, I have to show you this picture of Shakur Stevenson and Terrence Crawford, and Shakur Stevenson is dang near the same size. He is like an inch shorter. Baby, tell him to jump all the way up. It's, don't jump up to get beat down. Dude, that's what he said. He said he wanted, he wanted. All right. Okay, don't ask for it. Javante gonna be like Javante gonna be looking at the camera like I'm Javante Davis. Davis, y'all know who I am. You know who I am. <laughs> you gonna look at him like he's Patrick Beverly. <laughs> right. But when Mike Tyson fought uh, Larry Holmes and uh, Trevor Burbitt, he wasn't nothing but no 19 years old. But he, but by that point, he had like 18 fights. Yeah, nineteen fights. But in the heavyweight yeah. division, those in heavyweight division, those are that's a good run. There ain't that many heavyweights. How many featherweights are there right now? There's enough. That's a tough division. Featherweight is not that tough. It's not good people it's in that division. That yeah, a lot of folks are you, you have Gary Russell and you have Santa Cruz. Everybody else is trash. But no, <laughs> name, name all the other guys. You call them trash, but name them. You you know them. Who else is in the division? Quayar. After Mares, they ain't messing yes. with the Those are still solid professionals. What you talking Stevenson, about? Stevenson whooping all Everybody of them. gonna be a superstar. Those are all good fighters. Tank is whooping all of them. Come on, man. You sleeping you sleeping with the enemy. Sleeping with the enemy. What you been doing? Oh man, that's my, that's my opinion. You better I, be glad it's good Friday. It's a good Friday, <laughs> but also with the news right. we about to we about to um, share with you guys, it is a bad Friday. Because um, Jarrell, Big Baby Miller, after all that talking he was doing, saying, uh, oh, Anthony Joshua, he gets um, he gets uh, growth hormone, uh, what do you call it, exemption or something like that. He gets a testosterone exemption. He takes all these kind of drugs and stuff. And he comes out, he tests positive for HGH. He said he um, tests positive for um, carterine or something like that. It was, um, it's, a, it's, a long, it's a long name of a drug. The other thing, he te- he failed two tests for this one, for this go-around. Where does this leave Anthony Joshua, and what do you think about Jarrell Miller after this? First of all, you fighters don't come to the mic no more talking all that junk if you know you got some skeletons in your closet. First of all, why are you a heavyweight worrying about that right now? Like I can say, we were talking about off air. I can see if you're a middleweight, welterweight, you walking around, you're walking around weight, it's real hard to come down. They got you fighting, you know, welterweight, you should probably be fighting super middleweight. You know, there's some times where just things like that are tough. And so I'm not, you know, advocating any of this stuff, but you're a heavyweight, you can eat whatever you want to eat. You could be, you could be whatever you want to be. You, you power, you talking about you power and all this other stuff. Like what is all this about? Now, he might have said he had an injury trying to recover. I don't know what it is. He, he had somebody put something in his grits. I don't know. It's greens. Hog maw got spoiled. Sometimes, so I, don't, sometimes, I don't know what it is. Well, but Brooklyn ain't standing up. What? Well, sometimes you look at them highlight tapes. You look at um, you look at, uh, Instagram. You see uh, Anthony Joshua over there working out and stuff. And you're like, oh, man, I might have to take something. Don't be talking about him taking nothing. <laughs> Talk about everything else but him taking something if you know you're going to take something. I mean, I'm so disappointed in him. I was so hopeful for him. And I just disappointed people missing opportunities. All these people fighting for opportunities. You got an opportunity in your own backyard. Yeah, they was giving Anthony Joshua all this love, but it was in your own backyard, your opportunity to shock the world. 
and then you just wasted away on a poor decision like this. I don't know what else to tell him. I don't know what else to say, man. I'm, I'm just so for Anthony Joshua. The move is they're gonna have to, you know, try to try to make this Wilder fight. Wait to see what happens. Um, you know, I don't know if he's gonna try and get somebody uh, to come in and, and, and take the place um, uh, of that on, that on that fight date, or you know, try to just you know fight somebody that's not that good and stretch. He's not to try and do that just to stay busy. At this point, he's got to make that Wilder fight happen because what was he was hoping for. He, he, this was his time to come and debut in the states, and he's going to this, you know, this spectacular knockout over a really good fighter. You know, that would just really hype the fight. Now to have somebody subpar, you know, can you get Ortiz or somebody like that? You know, you know, because they haven't fought before. Can you get over? They can get. They could get Ortiz, and Ortiz wants to do the fight. Yeah. That, you know, then then they have a common opponent. You know what I'm saying? Well, you know, they got a common opponent to build on. Uh, that would be something I would probably look at doing. And, and, and he's a draw because people know he only one punch away. And they saw what he did to Wilder even before he went down. So they know he's going to be game. But I don't know if he want that business because Ortiz ain't going to be out there talking. He might, you know, he, he if he ever say he might be in Spanish, but he, he ain't going to be out there talking like that. He's going to be, he gonna be, he's going to be bringing them hands. <laughs> and he like, if he touch you, he touch you with them paws too. He can hurt you. So Joshua hasn't been beyond being hurt. But I think that would be a good fight. If he can make that fight happen, then that would be a common opponent that they could really build some momentum on. Yeah. And it's a good name. It's a good name to put on your um put on your resume because um we saw what he did with Wilder, but at the yeah. same time, Ortiz is getting old. He's getting old yeah. fast. So yeah. like you can catch him. So five weeks notice, you know what I'm saying? Yep. He gotta he gotta hurry up and start training. That's right. In shape. You young, you athletic, go ahead and shine. But yep. um and I it's still gonna have a buzz too. That's gonna Yeah, it's still gonna have a buzz. People gonna show up for that fight. Yeah, people still people still come out because people came out to his fight with Wilder at, at Barclay Center. Yeah. Um, they they know who he is out in New York. So yeah, that could that could be something. But moving on. Your favorite, my favorite fighter <laughs> had an announcement to make. But before I before I get to this, I know we missed a couple weeks, so I missed something that I was going to say a few weeks ago. But Canelo Alvarez, he says by the end of this year, he wants to become undisputed at the, at the middleweight division. So he says, okay, I'll be happy to fight Triple G. Um, later on this year, but he has to get a belt. And by process of elimination, who else has a belt? Because um, Canelo Alvarez has both, has two belts. Danny Jacobs has another one. So that's three, and they're fighting. So who has the other belt? Demetrius Andre. So Demetrius Andre is willing to fight Triple G. He's been calling him out for years. I mean, not years, but, you know, like a year, mm -hmm. over a year. And Triple G, he turns around, guess who he's fighting? That's who he announced that he's fighting. Steve Jelly Rose. <laughs> Steve Rose, man. This dude is a 34-year-old, 35-year-old prospect. This dude is 35 years old. He's never fought a 12-round fight. His first 10-round fight was was this year. <laughs> he's ne I'm not saying he's never fought, been in a fight that has lasted that long. He's never been scheduled for a 10-round fight. This dude has been fighting six and eight round fights his whole career. And he's 35. 
from Canada. I got to give respect because I, when I looked him up, because you know everybody got to look him up, you see the name, even Polly Malignaggi. Teddy Atlas had to Google this guy. I mean, come <laughs> on. Now. He, he had a, he, I got to give him respect because in the picture, in this picture on a, a Wikipedia or a box rec, he had a picture with the Crunk Gym shirt. So I got to give respect, Detroit 313. But this dude is th- a 35 year old prospect, and you, Triple G, is going to have his first fight on the zone against Steve Eggrolls. You've been on this Triple G thing in a and duck it like you've been unpacking this stuff like in, you've been you've been unpacking this stuff like uh, the the Washington Post been on Trump. <laughs> you you like Rachel Maddow been on Trump. You've been unpacking this man. <laughs> you, you've been breaking down. You 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 shown us a new side of Triple G we haven't even thought about. I can give it to you, man. You've been on this one. It's the hypocrisy of Triple G because he is the quote unquote boogeyman. Nobody wants to fight him. He can be anybody from 154 to 168. He's never moved up a division. They say he's better than Hagler. They say he, they, um, HBO came out with the um, best middleweights of the last 30 years and they had him number one. That is over Roy Jones Jr. Over. <laughs> oh, he never moved up one weight class. He, um, he could have fought Frotch. He could have fought um, Andre Ward. He could have fought Arizona DeLore. There's so many names he's been kind of, of walking around, kind of um, fighting guys around them. He, um, uh, when Canelo Alvarez tested positive, because we are talking about testing positive earlier, Canelo tested positive, um, guys stood up. And they said, I'll, I'll fill in. Jenny Jacobs said he'll fill in. Demetrius Andre said he'll fill in. Charlo said he'll fill in. He turned around and fought Vonis Montaterosa. Four-pound fighter that lost to everybody at 154. He lost to he lost to Laura. He fought to he lost to Andre. He lost to um the younger the the smaller Charlo. He lost to everybody. <laughs> oh my goodness! He he and he and, and here's the kicker. Miles Monterosa used to be a sparring partner of spar, sparring partner of Triple G. <laughs> Oh man! Ooh, this is this is awesome. This is awesome Trumpian Putin stuff. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Triple G. He's uh, as George Bush to say that funny man. Yeah. <laughs> oh my goodness! Ooh man! Uh, very thing we missed. Any any? I think we got it, man. We'll just to come back. We'll, we uh, we're looking to get Doug Fisher on. Uh, probably after this Crawford fight to help us set the scene for the landscape uh, for boxing. So we hope to add him back in here with uh, myself and Darnell. I'm looking forward to having that happen. All right. Sounds good. Peace. Peace out, y'all. Tax day is coming. Oh, no. But if you sign up for Robinhood Gold's IRA with a 3% match, you can get up to $195 for the 2023 tax year. Oh, yeah. Sign up at Robinhood.com slash boost by tax day to get the biggest contribution match on the market. Subscription fees apply. Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Robinhood Financial LLC member SIPC. 
Purchase new wiper blades from O'Reilly Auto Parts today and we'll install them for free. See better and drive safer with O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts.